The Canadian military is threatening to charge a sex worker who offered discounts to the soldiers. Three people were taken to the hospital for eating Tide Pods that were given out during a presidential election campaign. And a 62-year-old woman was granted permission from the courts to have her dead husband's sperm extracted. These are the weird stories for Wednesday on Weird AF News, the only daily weird news podcast hosted by a comedian inside a podcast. <laughs> inside a podcast? <laughs> inside a closet, man. A closet. Wow. You could tell I'm still on the meds. <laughs> The Canadian military are threatening to charge a sex worker who is offering discounts for the soldiers. How nice of her to offer discounts for the soldiers. How patriotic. She's just trying to give back and show support for the troops here. I, I think you should salute this sex worker. Thank her for her cervix. We have here military police in Canada. They're threatening to charge this sex worker who offers discounts to the soldiers. Senior leaders in the military are warning the troops to stay clear of this sex worker in the Kingston area. Where exactly is she located? <laughs> Asking for a friend. It says here, these efforts by the military have actually backfired. And as a result, sex worker Christina Gilchrist tells the media she's actually being inundated with messages from military personnel interested in the services that she's providing. <laughs> Oh, oh! looks like it backfired, military. Says here the selling of sex in Canada is actually legal. But military police are saying that Gilchrist broke the law with the, quote, unlawful use of military uniforms in her advertising. Apparently on her website and in her social media, she's shown wearing a military uniform, which is what they're saying, a controlled piece of clothing. And I guess... You're not allowed to imitate a soldier in Canada. That, that is some sort of charge, unlawful use of military uniforms, they're saying. Um, but Gilchrist has repeatedly stated in her advertising and her website that she is, she is not, nor has ever been a member of any military, not trying to pretend to be a soldier. Also, it says military commanders took the highly unusual step in mid-December of informing the soldiers about 32-year-old Gilchrist and her services. Troops were warned to stay away from the sex worker. The internal message noted that, quote, the escort in question has photos posted on their website of as-yet-unidentified clients in uniforms in compromising positions aside from this being a potential offense it could lead to other more serious consequences in engaging in sexual exploitation clearly going against our military code of ethics and values um, how funny it is though that all of this backfired probably because you let everybody know about her i'd imagine many soldiers didn't even know she existed until you made the internal message, <laughs> do not under any circumstances engage with this affordable sex, with this sex worker who happens to be giving military discounts as well. Here's her website so you soldiers can avoid this altogether. That's an order. It is suggested that you do not, you do not absolutely under any circumstances get the B-13 grenade launcher special. As you can imagine, this internal message to the soldiers resulted in booming business for Gilchrist. Traffic to her website skyrocketed to 10,000 views over a three-day period, and she is receiving requests for her services now from soldiers all across Canada instead of this one base. <laughs> Gilchrist says, quote, They gave me all this free publicity. 
After they made that memo, I literally had thousands and thousands of hits on my website. They said to soldiers, hey, don't look at this. And all the soldiers said, hey, let's go look at this. Gilchrist goes on to point out, quote, it is perfectly legal for me to advertise myself and for me to sell my own services in Canada as long as I am the only one profiting. And Gilchrist offers, oh, get this, a 25% discount for military personnel. All they have to do is show their military identification cards to receive this discount. 25%. That's better than the military discount you get at Home Depot. Good for her. Sounds to me like Christina is pretty safe with all of this because prosecution involving individuals wearing military uniforms in Canada are quite rare. Those that have gone forward with prosecution have focused on individuals who were specifically masquerading and pretending to be Canadian soldiers in public. She clearly is not. I've seen the photos. I mean, if you call uh, rolling up your shirt so that you show your belly... <laughs> As pretending to be a soldier. I mean, she's not wearing much military clothing is what I'm saying. And from my understanding, that's uh, that's not exactly how you hold a gun nozzle. So <laughs> nice grenades, girl. Uh, I don't know what they're trying to do here. Soldiers and sex workers have a long relationship throughout history built on STDs. Um, but it goes way, 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 way back, thousands of years. In fact, the term hooker, they say, comes from um, a Civil War Union general named Hooker who um, brought sex workers to uh, relieve his troops' stress um, and found it to be very helpful and did it on a number of occasions. There's actually a statue of General Hooker in um, downtown Boston outside of the Capitol building. And he sounds like a, he knew what he was doing. Gilchrist um, has been a sex worker for around 10 years. She says, quote, I am a sex worker and I was a sex worker long before I became interested in the military. I developed a bit of a military fetish while living in the Kingston area. And now I really like those boys. I prefer them to be in their uniforms because I am actively a military fetishist. I love them in their uniform. Sounds to me like she's got a good thing going over here. I mean... It's very smart to build the clientele of men, young men with abs and a steady income, I would say. And, you know, maybe Gilchrist is just using this temporarily to put herself through medical school or podcast school. People were hospitalized in Taiwan for mistaking Tide Pods for candy in a campaign giveaway. Wow. Another Tide Pod challenge has surfaced. At least three people were taken to the hospital after mistakenly eating pods of laundry detergent that were given away as part of a campaign in Taiwan's presidential race. Uh, they thought it was candy. These poor people. Well, like these, these are the biggest Skittles I've ever seen. <laughs> Looks delicious. Wow, this is weird. This cookie bounces. I don't know how you mistaken a Tide Pod for a candy, but let's keep reading. One of the victims said she thought the Tide Pods, which contained colorful liquid, were sweets, despite instructions written on a bag that each of these pods can wash up to 8 kg of clothes. The Nationalist Party has said they will clarify to the public that those pods are laundry balls and not candies. A little late, though, uh, we have some people taken to the hospital. Among them, 80-year-old man and an 86-year-old woman, both of whom were discharged after having their stomachs completely flushed by poison control. Oh, so sad. What a strange giveaway at the, uh, the campaign event. <laughs> it's just weird. 
I don't know if I'm running for president and I'm doing a giveaway. I'm, I just would, I wouldn't think to give people laundry detergent. Seems strange. Although maybe in Taiwan uh, the laundry detergent is scarce. Maybe that's part of your campaign. You're like I, I pledge if elected, we will all have the cleanest clothing, the most, the best smelling clothing this <laughs> ever. This country will just be filled with people with bright, bright whites and very vibrant colors. If I'm elected. Campaigns for the presidency in Taiwan are in their final stretch, it says, with the country heading to the polls this weekend amid rising tensions with China, who lay claim to the island's nation's territory. Okay, that's a, a side story. We don't have to get into that and how we all feel about that. I think it's wrong. Nationalist Party candidate Hu Yue and his team decided to hand out Tide Pods door-to-door as part of late efforts to secure more votes. I still think that's very strange. Vote for me and clean your clothes. Um, clearly, people would rather have treats. <laughs> they just started munching on them. How do you eat that much of a Tide Pod and not realize that you're eating something toxic? I mean, I've accidentally tasted soap and I immediately knew it wasn't okay. That's weird. This candy tastes like poison, but I'm going to finish it because it's free. Yeah, I'll vote. Can I vote from my hospital bed? It says here, uh, half a million Tide Pods were handed out in this nationalist campaign. And Hung Jung Chang, head of the central office for this candidate, apologized for this incident. Mr. Hung Jung Chang said, quote, in the next wave of house to house visits, we will not distribute this kind of campaign material. We will also stress to our villages through our grassroots organizations, they are laundry balls and not candies. Okay. In their next wave of house visits, they won't distribute these. That's nice to know. What do you, you should probably give out some Tums at this point for everybody's upset stomach that you caused. And if you happen to be voting in Taiwan and you're just sort of on the fence, I think this, the activity of this idiotic campaign should sway you a little bit. I mean, how do you vote for a, a moron that does this? <laughs> that's just my opinion. Uh, and if I'm the guy that's running against this guy that gave out the poison, I would I would go door to door right now with uh, stomach pump machines and offer <laughs> offer relief. <laughs> that's what I would do. Yay! Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. An Australian woman was granted permission to have her dead husband's sperm extracted. <laughs> Sperm of your dead husband. Guys, where are we going with this technology? A 60-year-old lady has been given the green light to have sperm extracted from her deceased husband in order to conceive a baby after the couple lost their two children in separate accidents. But she won't be able to do anything with the sperm, it turns out, as posthumous fertilization is banned in Western Australia. The husband, who was 61, died suddenly at the couple's home in Western Australia on December 17th, and the woman pleaded her case in the Supreme Court at an urgent hearing the very next evening. Judge Fiona Seward 
granted the woman permission to have the spermatozoa tissue extracted from her late husband, whose body is being stored at a Perth morgue. The court heard the couple had for years regularly discussed having another child after their 29-year-old daughter drowned and their 30-year-old son died. The daughter drowned on a fishing trip and the 30-year-old son died in a car accident. The pair had been married for 39 years. The woman, who cannot be identified, told the court she and her husband had discussed having an overseas surrogate carry their child using the husband's sperm. The 62-year-old widow had been told by a fertility expert she was too old to have a child herself, but the testing of her husband's sperm deemed it suitable to be used in IVF. The woman told the court that her cousin, who's in her 20s and living in the Philippines, had volunteered to be a surrogate for the pair, but the couple would would have still encouraged legal obstacles going down that path with the court told they would have been required to both live in the Philippines for a certain period of time. In handing down her decision, the judge said she had no reason to believe the woman's husband would have, ob- would have objected to the removal of the sperm tissue from his body following his death. In Western Australia, there is a provision allowing for the removal of tissue from bodies in hospital for medical reasons, but the productive cells following death is prohibited in Western Australia. Uh, we have a University of Western Australia professor of reproductive medicine, Roger Hart, who says while it was possible to use the sperm for posthumous fertilization, there were ethical challenges to this. The professor says, medically, it's all feasible, but it's whether it's the right thing to do. Counselors, psychologists would be the best people to make that judgment. On top of all of this, there's a risk apparently posed by the use of sperm from an older gentleman. Professor Hart says, we do, we do know that sperm from older men, whether it's posthumous or from fresh sperm, does not have a higher rate of chromosome abnormalities within the sperm, which pose a greater risk of the child born. So these are other things that women should be counseled about. All right. Well, it sounds like she has the sperm in her freezer. Um, I wonder what they hold it in. Is it just a little test tube or is it in a very small Tide Pod? <laughs> Callback. Uh, so she has it, but she can't do it in Western Australia. So I assume she's going to attempt to find a surrogate in an alternate universe, country. <laughs> but, uh, this sounds like a disaster at the end of the day. I mean, I feel sorry for this woman. She's lost her husband and both children. And she's probably very lonely. And maybe she can afford to uh, raise a child right now and just wants to do it. And should we... Should we be allowed to stop her from this wish? I, I don't know. It's a very tricky situation. I, I suggest you just get a dog. Just get a dog. Dogs are great. You know, they're not as expensive. You don't have to feed them three times a day. Just once a day is plenty. You know, they, and the dogs will bring some exercise in your life because you got to walk them all the time. And that'll be good for her, I'd imagine. I don't know. What do you guys think? Dog or baby? I'm going to tally the votes. <laughs> I'll call the show 646-450-2012. I want to know dog or baby. I love him. I love him. I love him. And where he goes, I follow. I follow. You love me. That's why you follow me. And I'm grateful for your love. I'm grateful for your follow. I'm grateful for you listening to all of the episodes of Weird AF News. Each and every one, every day. Thank you. Thank you so much. 
I want to give thanks and praise to Jeff B. as well. Jeff B. is a very special individual who bought me coffees off my website to show his gratitude. Wrote me a nice note, too. Thanks for keeping me laughing in the shower Tuesday through Saturday. I appreciate that, Jeff. So that's Jeff's schedule. He listens Tuesday through Saturday. Everybody has their own schedule for Weird AF News. Some people listen Wednesday through Friday. Some people only listen to the Friday episode. I know that because I look at the numbers. And Florida Friday has significantly more downloads than the other episodes. So some people are just tuning in for uh, Florida Friday only. And that's okay, too. It's quite all right. I know everybody's busy. It's hard to listen every damn day. But if you're going to take in any news every day, it should be this news. Because this news will just sort of keep you upbeat and um, not not make you want to... I don't know, eat cyanide <laughs> like mainstream news want, makes you want to mainstream news makes you want to just uh, jump off a bridge. But weird AF news, that keeps you alive and laughing. Anyways, big shout out to Jeff, Jeff B for buying me coffees off my website. Someone else bought me some coffees uh, anonymously. They didn't leave their name. So shout out to them. Whoever this person was, they bought me five coffees. So that, that's a lot. Wow. I'm so grateful. Five coffees off my website. That keeps me really caffeinated. So whoever you are, shout out to you. You can buy me coffees off my website weirdafnews.com or just go to buymeacoffee.com slash funnyjones and that's where you'll find me and I really appreciate that uh, someone also joined the Patreon a new member we have uh, Jesse Carmona Jesse I, I've, it seems to me Jesse has joined the Patreon in the past did you did you leave the Patreon and come back Jesse because I've seen this photo of you before. Maybe it's because uh, this is the same photo on your email or something. Very, You look very familiar. Jesse's super sweet. Wrote me a nice message. Jesse wrote, I super adore you and appreciate you, Jonesy. Your, your highlight to my flash briefing. The part I actually look forward to. Thank you for all that you put forth. And by the way, I'm not drunk this time. <laughs> Pretty funny. Yeah, we've had, we definitely had uh, back and forth emails. I, I know that. But I, I could have sworn you were in the Patreon already. Well, anyways, welcome back, Jesse, to the Patreon. I put a, I put a link to a story in there that's a follow-up on a, uh, a story I did last week about a, um, a Florida woman. Um, remember that woman who, her name is uh, Miracle. She attacked her boyfriend on Christmas with a Christmas tree. Well, uh, on New Year's, she assaulted him with a vase. So... <laughs> Just these are just uh, holiday miracles; they never cease. Anyway, so as you see, this is the sort of thing I'll put in the Patreon. I'm not going to cover the story on here because I already talked about miracle, and uh, we have a lot of other stories we need to get to in our lives. So, but I will do follow up stories in the Patreon, and sometimes my listeners will send me stories that are follow ups, and then I'll, I'll post those in the Patreon. So, if you're a member of the Patreon, you get just this extra content that I keep putting in there, extra weird stuff that I come across, and follow up stories. There's even uh, bonus episodes from uh, years back that you can listen to that are over an hour long each with my buddy Dave, who is moving. Dave is moving from Los Angeles. He's moving somewhere else. So, uh, But anyways, those are great bonus episodes between me and Dave Neal. If you haven't listened to them, those of you who are members of the Patreon, go back and listen to those. I, I basically did... Um, 
stories from the week that I didn't cover on the podcast, but that were still weird. I just didn't th- think that they were weird enough for the show. So I did the, a separate, what, what I called bonus episode of those stories. And they're equally, not equally, I mean, some of them are equally weird. But what's really great is the back and forth between me and Dave. And you get to listen to somebody else sort of comment on these weird stories other than me, which, um, you know, my commentary is pretty decent, but, you know, there are better commentators than I am. And people that are funnier than me, of course, like my buddy Dave Neal. He's a very funny guy. Anyways, so that's what you get with the Patreon. If you want to join the Patreon, just go to weirdafnews.com, click on the Patreon banner. It's right on the homepage. Or you can um, go to patreon.com slash weirdafnews or download the Patreon app on your smartphone and do a search for Weird AF News and join. And join Jesse Carmona, the beautiful Jesse Carmona, who's also very witty. And uh, we appreciate all the patrons. Um, they're helping me pay the bills around here a bit. And I... And, uh, and I can't speak enough of them. Quality, quality individuals. So please consider joining the Patreon. Or just do nothing. You don't have to do a damn thing. Just listen to the show. Lend me your ear, as we say. Uh, I believe I left the phone number earlier, just in case. 646-450-2012. You can call, leave a voicemail, please. And my email is funnyjones at gmail.com. Thank you so much. We'll see you tomorrow. And good luck with your life, man.